0: Welcome to Radius Conversations, where we want to do real life with real faith. Our purpose here is to dive into practical questions about how to glorify God with people who have experience from a biblical worldview. I'm your host, Mariah Levitt. Today we'll be hearing from Russell Johnson, the teaching pastor here at Radius Church. Hey, Russell.
1: Mariah, thanks for having me on.
0: Yes, welcome. Let's just dive in. So often at Radius, we emphasize that we want to multiply by making disciples. So what does that even mean? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, making disciples. Typically, when we think about discipleship, we think about it in terms of after someone has put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, after evangelism, after someone has embraced the gospel, somebody has been saved, and we would say, hey, we want to disciple that person. For me, I don't. I don't really like to separate evangelism and discipleship. I really like discipleship to be um, something we think about, even for someone who is. Uh, far from God. So when I think about discipleship, I think about it on what I would call a 10 scale. I get this from a guy named Engel. He came up with this years ago. Um, And a 10 scale would be negative 10 is somebody who's really far from God, somebody who is maybe even hostile to the gospel, um, somebody who doesn't, they're not interested in faith. And then obviously you'd walk all the way to a plus 10, and that's somebody who might be sharing their faith Uh, truly bearing fruit, making disciples themselves. And then you have everything in between. So when I think about meeting someone and helping them um, in their journey and growth either toward Jesus or uh, with Jesus, um, I think about it in how do I help somebody take their next step? So how do I get somebody who's at a negative 10 to a negative 9? or a negative nine to a negative five. And on the positive end of it, if I meet somebody who's been a believer, but they've walked away from the church and they're not really practicing their faith, how do I take somebody from a plus one to a plus three? Uh, For me, um, I work through it in three questions. And the three questions are, when I meet somebody, I wanna know who is this person? Where are they at spiritually? And how can I help them take the next step? Make sense so far? Mm-hmm. Um, so, those three questions help me better put in perspective this person's spiritual journey. So, I meet somebody, uh, maybe I meet them at church, maybe I meet them at a ball field, maybe they're my neighbor. I'm just trying to figure out who they are. Um, what, what's their season of life? What, are they married? Do they have kids? Are they empty nesters? Are they divorced? Are they single? Um, do they live, have they lived in South Carolina all their life? Are they a transplant? What are all the things that make someone's story? I just want to try to get to know them. Typically that can happen over a meal or in the bleachers with, you know, watching our kids play sports, whatever it is. We just want to get to know who they are at that point. Once you've built enough relational equity, it'd be nice to know where they are spiritually. And that might come up really quickly. Hey, we're looking for a church or we go to church or, You might notice that they're never in church and their lifestyle may look very different than that. And so at that point, I'm beginning to gauge uh, where is this person at spiritually. Um, And then finally, I just try to figure out what's their next step. This is the trickiest part in the discipleship process. Most of the time in Christian world, we think the next step is inviting them to church. Um, or we think the next step is what our next step was, that's something that changed our lives. So somebody was in a Bible study that changed their life, so they think, oh, you got to do this. Well, I don't know if that's their next step or not, but we need to figure that out. There have been plenty of times where I've met with people and coming to church isn't their next step. Their next step may just be to share a meal in my home. So... Um, So, when I think about it from negative 10 to zero, somebody embracing the gospel, there's a lot of conversation there um, to figure out what their next step is. And then, all the folks who are on one to 10 scale, their next step may be you need to be in a small group. Your next step may be. Are you reading your Bible on a regular basis? Your next step may be you do need to come to church more than once every couple of months. Some people, their next step is to serve and to figure out what their gifts are and talents, and let's use them. All of those things you can only figure out when you answer the first two questions. Who is this person, and where are they at spiritually? And that allows me to better customize, if you will, a discipleship process and journey for somebody.
0: So let's step back on the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, before they're believers, when you get to that point of discipleship, how do you even approach the gospel? How do you share that with somebody?
1: So for me, as I listen to people's story, um, there are a hundred ways to talk about Jesus. There's a hundred ways to talk about the the life changing reality of what He offers. If um, If I'm talking to somebody who's incredibly wounded by the church or they grew up in church and um, they probably even know some of the lingo or the Christianese, if you will. So for me, I I really want to downplay getting to a bridge illustration of, here we are on one side, God's on the other. Let me quote four verses from Romans and voila. Um, I really just want them to show how good Jesus is. And so um, you might have that. You might have somebody who... um, maybe they grew up in a works-based uh, religion. And from there, the, the question is, is how do I help them see we're not trying to earn anything? And I might share the gospel in a ladder presentation, which um, Scott, Patrick, uh, Ryan Maloney, they did a couple of weeks ago when they preached Galatians 2.20. I think Scott and Ryan both had ladders on the stage talking about, can we earn this? Can we climb the ladder on our own? Um, yeah. So it kind of, to me, it really, I, I, I'm i not married to one approach. I really just want to know who this person is. What do they bring to the table? If there's somebody who has a lot of questions scientifically, well, man, that, that brings a whole nother issue, which I'm not really qualified to do, but I'm willing to jump in and and try to have those, those conversations. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a, it, it really is trying to figure out who this person is. What do they bring to the table? Are, Are they they open? Are they searching? Are they somebody that is hostile? And then those things for me allow me to see how do I bring this up. Um, To be really honest with you, the greatest thing that anybody listening to this podcast can do, easy, easy money, is share how Jesus Christ changed your life. That's the easiest way that you can get to the gospel. Um, And then you can ask the question, do you have a similar story? And if they say no, well, then that gives you a great opportunity to to say, hey, would you like to know more? But the one thing that somebody listening to this podcast can do is they can share how Jesus Christ has changed them and how they came to a point of believing faith. Um, It doesn't have to be a nice, pretty, you know, gospel presentation. We draw on a napkin and all of that. And that's great. And I hope we learn those things. But... Um, If you've got a story, man, share it. Get to a point where you can share that and let them hear how Christ changed you.
0: Yeah, so for our listeners who may freeze up in this situation or um, when they get to the point with a friend where they are ready to share the gospel, how would you counsel them if they're afraid they're going to mess it up?
1: Yeah, um, Yeah. I guess if you really wanted to boil it down, you know, there's been... Um, Bill Bright's of the world and the, the Roman road and all of those things where, you know, we got these, the, the four pillars of the gospel. Um, I, I think if you if you really wanted to just keep it simple and, and not get, you know, feel like, boys, there's so much to cover. Um, obviously there's a, there's a problem. And I, I like to say we have some bad news and the bad news is we're all sinners. We all lie, cheat, and steal. Um, every person on the planet does that. It's not just me or you, it's all of us. Um, the verse that goes with that would be, you know, Romans 3:23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The, uh, the bad news gets worse. Romans 6:23, our sin earns us death. I mean, that's it's the wages of sin is death, and that word death doesn't just mean that we're all physically going to be, our life is going to end and be buried, but it means that we're separated from God. So because of our lying, cheating, and stealing, we are separated from God. That's what happened in Genesis chapter 3, and it's been happening for thousands of years. So that's always just a really good starting point. You really don't need an answer unless you have a problem, and our problem is a sin problem. So... Um, at that point, we talk about the good news, and God loves us. He created us. He wants to be in relationship with us, and even though our sin keeps us from that relationship, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, who was perfect, and he died on our behalf, Romans 5.8. God demonstrated his love that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, and the idea that someone would hear that our, our death, our penalty, our wages of sin was taken upon someone else. But the good news gets even better, which is I don't have to earn it. I don't have to somehow um, work for something. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says I've been saved um, by faith through grace right, or by grace through faith. And so I say, man, the gift of God and his son Jesus Christ is this gracious gift, and I want to put my faith and trust in it. I want to trust in him and and follow him and so if you want to if you want to say i don't want to mess anything up those are the those are really the four big things um i mean you can get to those from a lot of different places um, but i think most people would say really those are the four major elements hopefully somewhere in there when i talk about it i like to make sure people know that jesus died for us and three days later he rose again he has victory over sin and death because of the resurrection Um, I'm not real sure we need to cover all the, like he was, he existed in time before and you know, he's coming again. Like to me, those are all things when, when, once we say, wow, I want to embrace Jesus, then to go from zero to plus one on that discipleship scale is, well, Hey, let's talk about prayer and let's talk about who God is and let's talk about those kind of things. But if we get those four basic concepts down, I think we're okay.
0: Yeah, and I think for me, one of the most freeing things has been knowing that I can't save someone. Hmm. So regardless of how it's shared, I mean, some people are just going to be more natural with, with yeah. sharing the gospel and more practice, getting better. But ultimately, the Holy Spirit is the one who does the work, and I can share the gospel with someone, and um, he's the one that, that saves them. Yes, Um, so, uh, there's so many more things to talk about on this topic, but for our listeners, do you have any resources that would be, um, good for them to go to if they're wondering about discipleship or wanting to learn more about it or, um, how to share the gospel? Uh,
1: two resources come to mind. One is a little navigators book. Navigators is a great ministry that focuses on evangelism and discipleship. And I've been using this little, it's, I call it a little, little red book. It's, Growing in Christ. Uh, If you want to put a link to it in the show notes, um, you can. It's 13 weeks. Um, Some people probably listen and say, Yeah, Russell, you made me go through that. Um, I, I love it. It's 13 weeks on the basics of Christianity. So you come across someone who says they're a believer or they just embrace Jesus Christ and you want to get them the basics on prayer and church and all of those things. It's 13 weeks, really simple. It takes 10 or 15 minutes for a person to do uh, the the little lesson there for the week and then y'all get together and talk about it. I think that's really helpful. If you want to know more about the gospel, there's a an organization called Eventel. Um, we can put that in the show notes as well. A guy named Larry Moyer, he's a Dallas Theological graduate and a professor, and he's got a gospel presentation called Bad News, Good News, which I just went through with you. And then he's got a book called Free and Clear, the idea of how to share the gospel and be very clear with it. And so those people who would say, you know, I'd like that to, to be able to to uh, learn more about what it would be to share the gospel in a very clear way. That, to me, is is a great resource.
0: Thanks for tuning in. If you have a question you'd like to hear on the podcast, go to Radius Combo's page and click, What do you want to hear next? A reminder that Radius Church exists to glorify God by making disciples, planning churches, and living generously. This has been Radius Conversations. We'll see you next time.